Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Monday night, Monday night, the Ides of March, the 15th, just about halfway through the month here, 7.32 p.m. Eastern Time. And good evening, Mr. Rayo. Mr. Rayo is on my left, and Mr. Chaffee is on the right. Not politically, this is just just a happenstance of our positions. So, good evening, everyone. Busy. Hello. <clears throat> Hello out there in TV land. <laughs> okay, so we have a, a very busy night ahead, Mr. Rayo. Lots and lots of things going on uh, between uh, the snowstorm that was yesterday the severe weather outbreak that <clears throat> is going to be taking place across the South over the next couple of days. And then, <clears throat> of course, what are the impacts with regards to these weather systems heading to the East? And will Joe Rayo get his 1.4 inches of snow at the, <clears throat> at the park to make it an even 40 Thursday night into Friday morning? How are you feeling? Are you thinking about Thursday night, Friday morning? Because I'm yeah, I'm yeah. Not out, I'm not counting on tomorrow either. No, no. I tomorrow. I, I I think that's just too. You know, that's light stuff. I, I didn't really. I I really didn't think there was going to be a, a, an opportunity to do much with that. I'm talking about Thursday night into Friday morning. Does the cold air arrive in so time? So you think that that very that, well? I no no. Days I, away. I, yeah. I, look, I, I really. I, I, I'm 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 dubious, and I express that uh, this is going to be one of those things, Joe. It's got to time out perfectly. Uh, if, uh, if if it's going to <clears throat> if it's going to accumulate, you better change over to snow during Thursday because once sunrise comes along, uh, it, it's not exactly you know it's not exactly going to be dropping into the twenties and teens behind it. So. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think if you get even some leftover precip in the morning, which is what some of the models are suggesting, I don't know that any of that could stick. So, uh, long shot. I still rate it a long shot. I'm still thinking that tomorrow night might not be bad, uh, although it's going to be a wet, slushy type of snow. I, I think that there's going to be a little... Joe, I think there's going to be a burst, a burst of snow sometime tomorrow evening before it changes over to sleet and rain in the city. And that burst conceivably, well, I, I, said, <laughs> I said in, an, in an, an unofficial sense, I said a coating to an inch for the city, which would still leave me about four-tenths of an inch short. Right. Um, not four-tenths of an inch, point, point four inches short. But still, uh, uh, up here where, where we are uh, in the Hudson Valley in Putnam County, I could see waking up on Wednesday morning with two inches of snow. Oh yeah, no, so you're you're snow. well in, and, and I, probably not all that much. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm a, not not all that much on the on on pave, sir. Although I'll tell you, it's going to get cold tonight. It's going to stay in the 30s here tomorrow. So why not? Why not have uh, accumulating snow even on my driveway? Come wake up time on Wednesday morning, but on Wednesday. It's going to change over to rain. The temperature will soar in the afternoon to near 50. I have no intention whatsoever to break out the snow shovel with <laughs> the snowblower, even if there is two inches on the ground on Wednesday morning. And then we'll, and then after we get rid of that slop, then we'll concentrate on Thursday night and whether or not we're going to have another round of uh, of uh, fun. 
All right. Well, let, let's let's come. We'll come back to that that whole concept in a moment. Let, let's do a little. Uh, uh, we'll do a little business right now. The Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini at uh, 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, and their telephone number is six three one nine five seven five one zero six. The website is liholidaylighting.com. They are your complete holiday lighting specialist to meet all your decorating needs, or maybe you want to do that to make some money uh, come uh, the fall uh, as a business, give them a call, 631-957-5106. Also, get your yard ready for spring with Omni True Value Hardware. They've got mulch, topsoil, and more, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631-756-1125 for the best prices in town, omnitruevalue.com. So, um, <clears throat> Joe, in honor of the possibility uh, of getting that, that 1.4 inches of snow, I figured you'd need all the help you could get. Uh, so I went, you know, kind of divine. And, well, I set a novena to Sister Charles Edwards. And she uh, she's right there on the screen for you right now. <laughs> So if if you don't get that one point four inches, oh, somebody's somebody's gonna get hurt with that cross. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> does that look like her? No, she, no, no, it does not look like she. Sister Charles Edwards always had kind of an angry looking face. This this particular nun. Looks indifferent. Although, let me assure you that Sister Charles Edwards would have made very good use of that cross. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, and, and her right hook. <clears throat> All right, so let's let let's roll along. I yes. Yes. <laughs> so let's roll along and take a look at what's going on tonight. First off, um, looking at the uh, the, the uh, satellite, this is what's left of the uh, Colorado storm, Joe, it, it, and it's it's getting east west. The upper low is still pretty much intact uh, in, uh, uh, looks like in Western Nebraska, but look at that long arm that extends eastward. And, and this, this quickly, it's, uh, it's amazing how much snow was produced yesterday. This was the third uh, snowy, uh, biggest snowstorm for Denver, by the way, on record. And I, I, we're gonna go to the maps on that in a moment, but um, it's amazing how quickly this system uh, is weakening. And, and the issue is, if you look out on the upper right, uh, which, you know, as soon as I can put the maps up on the screen, you'll be able to do that. Uh, there you go. Uh, so if you look up on the upper right, <clears throat> you'll see the um, system that is uh, southeast of Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. And that really is part of this deep trough that's out along 60 degrees west that extends from Labrador southward right down to the Atlantic. And it's just you know, there's no room. There's no room for this system to, to uh, survive as it moves to the east. But there'll still be enough, I think, of a of a punch of moisture. As I said, not so much from later tomorrow, but for a short while tomorrow night, Joe, again, probably during the mid or late evening hours or maybe up until around midnight or so, I think we're going to be seeing the snow come down. Uh, I was... I won't say heavily, but at a good steady clip. And then it will gradually begin to mix in with uh, 
with ice pellets, rain, plain rain by daybreak, especially across Long Island and New York City. Up here, I think it's going to wait until after sunrise before we see any mixing or changing. It may be over with. That's why I think that, you know. It might even be over with by then. Yeah, I'm I'm just not impressed with this. I'm just not. I think it's. I think uh, could it could linger in some areas up until about almost noontime on on Wednesday. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, the radar. We I mean, shall see. You better look <clears throat> that arm that's on the the radar that that extends <clears throat> from southern southeastern Minnesota across southern Wisconsin and then down to Michigan and then just kind of curls around uh, into Ohio and West Virginia. You, you got to hope that, that that whole area stays intact. And one of the things that, that the models are suggesting is that a lot of this winds up kind of getting, you know, weakens. And then you get a, a, a low that tries to reform, a weak low that tries to reform just offshore. And that generates a little bit of moisture from it. I don't know. I, I just, whenever I look at these things, when you get these weather systems that are coming into a ridge position like we have here uh, along the coast with the trough offshore. <laughs> you know, it's always dicey whether that, that, that winds up holding together or not. And, and I'm just, again, I'm, I'm playing. I, I, it's, it's unusual for me to be, I'm usually the one that's more optimistic for snow amounts um, as, a, as opposed to you. Not, that's not a criticism, by the way, that's just an observation. Uh, this time we seem to be on uh, opposite ends of this. I don't know. Maybe I just want it to all go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it would be nice if you're if you're a snow lover. It would be a nice uh, thing if we had a storm coming out of the Gulf and moving up along the eastern seaboard with free and open access to uh, to uh, Atlantic moisture. But again, this is coming in from the nation's midsection. It uh, it already occluded uh, to maturity, if you will, when it was in the vicinity of Nebraska and Colorado and Wyoming. And uh, it's kind of staggering, if you will, toward the east. Uh, it, it looks like there's going to be a secondary trying to form late tomorrow and tomorrow night. Although that thing, that second storm off of North Carolina, doesn't look like it's going to approach us too closely. But still, there's there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of possibilities with this for well, tomorrow night. Here's another reason. It's not going to be a major event. Right. I'm not looking for. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. There's a, we, we have an audio delay going on tonight for some no, reason. No, sure. No. No, I, I was just going to say, well, let's put this other issue on the table with the no, tomorrow, Joe. Look at these dew points. I mean, the dew points are down. They're actually, we've got below zero dew points in some places uh, this evening. Now, granted, it, it's not going to stay that low right. forever, but. You do have a lot of very cold, dry. You have a lot of cold air, but you also have a lot of very dry air. So, so there may be an issue there too in trying to get this precip underway if the dew points don't come up. That's true. I haven't. In fact, I I should have uh, looked at the latest, the 18Z. I, I'm not particularly, you know, a fan of the 18Z runs, but I should have taken a look to see what the uh, the foos. The, the NAM FUS has in terms of the R1, the lower uh, levels of the atmosphere. And, uh, bah, 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 bah. 30 hours. Now, 30 hours is what? That's uh, that's to, bah, 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 bah. that's 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Right. And 8 o'clock tomorrow night, the R1 is only 
the R1 is only 77%. I, I have always used 80% as the cutoff. So you may very well be right, Joe. It, it, may, it may be snowing, but it won't be uh, reaching the ground until maybe around uh, after 8 o'clock tomorrow night. And that, that takes away a little bit from the uh, snow, potential snow amounts, at least for up here. I see, let's see, 2, 6, 10. They're giving us about a, on, on, the, on the 18Z NAM, they're giving us up until uh, 2 o'clock on Wednesday, one, ten, one big tenth of an inch. Yeah. I, what, what, what can we make out of that? Not much. <laughs> not much. So that's why I, I'm, I'm just, again, I, I, seeing a system that's running into uh, a ridge along the East Coast to me is, is problematic. And in this particular case, when you've got, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole shortwave complex goes from this wrapped up upper low to, to almost nothing uh, as, as it gets here. So you're going to have... I'm basically taking a you got to prove it to me position on all of this. Um, and again, uh, wouldn't be the first time if it winds up being that I'm incorrect, then um, I'm incorrect. Um, we'll 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 uh, we'll take it from there. But in the meantime, I just want to go back to. Hang on, I'm trying to get uh, something that I forgot to do done. Okay, it's it's done. Never mind. There she is again, Joe. Oh, good. It was all. None of this was on screen. Okay, that's good. <laughs> We're having fun tonight. That's all it is. But there she is. Just another quick appearance yeah. from Sister Charles Edwards. Okay, so here's um, uh, you know, uh, Ruthless Goat, our buddy Ruthless Goat, who uh, lives in Loveland, Colorado. He finished up with 24 inches. I mean, these numbers are really spectacular. Uh, Denver International Airport, uh, 27.1 inches was their total snowfall. It was a third snowiest, I believe it was the third snowiest on record uh, for, uh, for Denver, the third uh, biggest snowstorm. I mean, some of these numbers out to the west of, of uh, Metro Denver, 35.9 uh, in Pine Cliff, Colorado, 39, three miles north, northeast of Aspen Springs, uh, 30 inches, uh, three miles north, northeast of Pine Cliff. Uh, and, you know, throughout much of Denver, when you look at some of these numbers, you always have to check timestamps. Uh, but you know, basically, it was a solid 20 to 30 inch snowfall uh, in the metro area. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers around, what is it, 30.5 in um, North Highlands Ranch, Colorado, um, total snowfall. And then going north, uh, we'll try to mount, move our way up uh, 25 on the Wyoming side. Uh, also, some really big numbers in Cheyenne, uh, 36, uh, well, in Cheyenne, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming report, 36 inches. I'm not sure. That's the airport. Uh, <coughs> uh, 30 inches, 30.8, one mile west-northwest of Cheyenne Airport. Uh, 30, 25, three miles don't, northeast. Don't forget. All I mean, these are crazy numbers here. Don't forget, I mentioned yesterday morning that uh, the Denver area proper, the immediate city, uh, the forecasters there were only, quote-unquote, only going for 12 to 18 and stressing that the heavier snows would be to the north and to the west. Well, they're right on that account, but uh, they certainly picked up a lot more than 12 to 18 with that 27 that they picked up 
yesterday and last night and on into early today. So th this this particular storm system, in many cases, overperformed. Yeah. And I wouldn't even be surprised, Joe, if there were some spots, some spots, especially in the high terrain areas, that you know where they where they're not measuring, but you know maybe had like something like a forty or fifty inches. It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah, a couple of the models, by the way, yesterday. <coughs> excuse me, Saturday night uh, showed us a, a shift west of the heavier snows. Not all of them, but some of them did. And then they came right back and 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 flipped to the right uh, during the morning hours on Thursday. So I think that might have, you know, created a little bit of you know, forecast chaos uh, early Sunday morning where they moved some numbers around. I just also want to point out, you know, around Laramie, Wyoming, also uh, between 15 and 20 inches. And so this was, you know, this was certainly a, uh, a powerhouse storm. And one of the big differences, by the way, just going back to what happened in February, there is no bitter cold air mass behind this. So it's not like we have this major storm and a huge Arctic high that's now plunging southward behind it and heading down uh, into, uh, into the Gulf states. So this is not the case this time around. And, you know, this, it's March. It's a, a, it's a little harder uh, to bring those cold air masses that far south. And, and the other issue is, uh, of course, in this particular storm, we weren't talking about a trough that runs from north to south from uh, the uh, Canadian border all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. This was a, uh, let's call it a short, it was a short wave, a wrapped up cutoff low, but the length of that was only about half of the U.S. So you don't have that that big push of, uh, of Arctic air. So... Um, Let's move ahead to uh, uh, where we're going in the land of severe weather because I think this is going to be a Friday? big deal. Well, no, no. Let's let's go to the let, let's get to there first because I think this is the, the severe weather issue is going to be a big deal. This is what right. we are seeing from the Storm Prediction Center with a marginal risk tonight across central Missouri, and there's some activity that's been going on in and around Kansas City today. Uh, marginal risk also down into Alabama and parts of Mississippi. Uh, the uh, Storm Prediction Center for tomorrow uh, is going to show a uh, expanding area. There we go. Finally getting the map to load. Uh, an expanding area of marginal risk uh, with the two areas of slight risk. Those of you with evil minds, I, I know where you're going with this. Uh, but we have a slight risk in southern Kansas and nor northwest Oklahoma. Also a slight risk in uh, south central Texas and the marginal risk that runs across the lower Gulf states into Georgia. But take a look at day three now, Joe. And they, you know, this is something SPC has been telegraphing now for the last five days. Uh, we're looking at right. Uh, right. a large area of enhanced risk. I wouldn't be surprised if we wind up seeing a moderate risk, uh, a small area of moderate risk showing up when we get to this time frame. Uh, but uh, that's a pretty healthy area of enhanced risk, and the slight risk uh, expand, extends even even uh, wider on either side and moving up into southern Missouri, border on the west side in eastern Oklahoma and east Texas, and uh, covering uh, most of Louisiana, and then also on the eastern flank getting into uh, Georgia and getting up to about me with a marginal risk. I haven't had any severe weather since I've been here, so it'll be interesting to see if I get anything out of this, but... This is pretty. This is a pretty healthy, um, uh, healthy looking 
uh, risk zone that SPC is doing. And, and then just to take it out on day four, because they do have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a day four risk area uh, showing up eventually on the map. Wait a minute. They did. Did they change their minds on this? No, there it is. Um, 15%, Joe. No, 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 there it is, Joe. Yeah, uh, 15%. Uh, the the uh, Southern Virginia down to Northern Florida. So I, we're going we're gonna to make up for lost time, I think, with, with regards to severe weather over the next couple of days. And uh, the reason why, uh, those of you who are severe weather enthusiasts, all six of you, uh, <laughs> wondering why why is it that maybe we might not see severe weather in our neck of the woods on Friday. And the reason is, is that for all the snow lovers out there who have got their fingers crossed, we've got that plunge, that next plunge of cold air coming down out of uh, eastern Canada that's going to more or less suppress the severe weather threat, but enhance the chance of uh, freezing or snowy weather up here on Friday with the colder air plunging uh, southward. And again, keeping all of the uh, uh, violent weather, again, from southern Virginia on south. Uh, it, it looks like uh, more and more, Joe, it looks like uh, Friday could be a, a very, very interesting weather day, or, uh, not just here, but throughout much of the Atlantic seaboard. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. I think I, I think uh, this is going to be a bit, this is definitely going to be a big outbreak uh, for um for, for Wednesday in particular. And and, during, and tonight we also do have, we've had a couple of tornado warnings area, actually north of the marginal risk area that SBC had in Missouri. Uh, the last uh, warnings were issued about two hours ago for Cass and Jackson counties, uh, I'm sorry, Cass and Jackson County in Missouri and also Cass and Johnson County in Missouri. Uh, and that... Um, those warnings both were issued two hours ago. They have now ended. And there were a couple of other tornado warnings from earlier in the day. You see on the radar, the last two on the tracker map here, uh, we've got uh, the uh, track of a potential tornado from those last two warnings, which have now expired. But there was a lot of activity in and around the Kansas City uh, area uh, a couple hours ago. Uh, that has now moved on out, uh, out to the east. And by the way, I put up uh, links on yes. the chat uh, for TornadoHQ.com, uh, which is a great website to have for severe weather, and also uh, LightningMaps.org. Seeing some lightning strikes now going on uh, near Sedalia uh, in, uh, in Mizzou, uh, and uh, also uh, to the north and east of there between Marshall and Boonville, seeing some uh, lightning strikes showing up on uh, LightningMaps.org which is another good, handy site to have. It is, and uh, looking at the chat board here, Reaver 501, Joe Chiaffi is the, is, is the mountains of Georgia a severe weather hotspot, or do the mountains act to tear apart storms? I don't know if you've been down there long enough, Joe, to know the climatology of northern Georgia to no. be able to answer that question. I, I don't know yet. I'm going to find out while I'm here this spring what happens. I will say, though, that while I've been here, we've had a two instances where we had thunderstorms overnight, and uh, they were rather loud uh, back in um, uh, January, and uh, also, uh, no, back in January, there were two instances while, while I was down here. And uh, so 
if they can happen in January, I don't have a sea breeze issue here. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking the mountains, depending on the wind direction, would probably produce some some rather interesting cells. But we'll find out. I'm, I'm going to find out just exactly what's going to happen with regards to Wednesday. And by the way, take a look at the upper air. I brought up the uh, uh, the 700 uh, millibar map. Uh, for today, and you can see that first off, there's your upper low, which is what's left of the Missouri, the, uh, the Colorado system, uh, back in Kansas. This was this morning, and of course, if you look on the right, you're going to see the deep trough off the east coast. So the whole thing just gets ripped apart and suppressed. It kind of lifts up to the Great Lakes, and you know, really just disappears. And then you get this ridging that starts to pop up here. There is a little kink in the upper flow Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Uh, that moves across uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Long Island, and southern New England, which is why the models are doing that little area of precip. Meanwhile, look at the wrapped-up upper low in Oklahoma on Wednesday and the, uh, the those jet streaks uh, that are uh, coming out of the western Gulf and go right up through Mississippi and Alabama and into Tennessee. I mean, that is a really strong jet that's coming up and around. Very strong Gulf inflow with this, with this low. That's in southern Missouri, so I I, I I would not at all be shocked to see some some pretty active weather here. And then that upper low kind of holds together into Thursday night, which explains the severe weather risk for Thursday. Uh, you see the jet streaks there in the southeastern part of the U.S. up into southern Virginia. Now, with respect to the snow that we're talking about here, watch the trough up here in the north. This right up here. There's an upper trough that's coming down out of Canada. That's your cold air. And by Friday morning, it's right on the coast. Here's what's left of the southern system. Let me just clean this up a little bit. Uh, so here's your upper trough right there. That's your cold, that, that's your cold air. Okay. And this is what's left of the uh, of the southern upper low. So it, this is it's kind of complicated here, Joe. You've got to get that cold air in here. It's going to try to get in here later Thursday night into Friday morning. If that happens, you'll probably see a changeover to snow by you, uh, Northeast PA, Northern New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, maybe even into Long Island, and gradually that changeover will work southward. But eventually, all of that translates offshore, and then everything just goes, you know, it's all over with, I think, by late Friday morning anyway. Uh, but that's that's how it's going to happen. And you're going to get, you need that upper trough to the north to come down and bring in the cold air just as that southern system is kind of getting squashed underneath. And if you time it perfectly, yeah, maybe somebody could wind up with a few slushy inches, particularly in elevated areas. Uh, but if this is off, you know, if the cold air takes a little longer to get in, or if it gets in so quickly that everything gets squashed to the south, then, then you're going to wind up with a totally different solution. Well, I, I agree. And... Um... It's a, it's a telecast significance if it does happen on Friday morning. It, it, sometimes you get, you know, you talk about bomb cyclones or bombogenesis. If you can get that southern system to react to that sudden influx of cold air coming down from that upper trough to the north, uh, we, could, we could have a rather interesting morning here on Friday morning to finish out the week, which would make, I, I, I'm not going to say it makes sense, but it would be apropos because... Friday is, after all, the last full day of winter, at least, here in the Northern Hemisphere. And wouldn't it be interesting to just finish it all out with with a, uh, well, we think it's possible, so we can't call it a, a surprise storm, but 
maybe a, an overperforming storm like what we had uh, out in uh, Wyoming and uh, Colorado yesterday, maybe something that will overperform. And indeed, as you uh, alluded to at the beginning of the show, Joe, maybe we'll bring that 1.4 inches that we would like to get to get to 40 inches at Central Park. Maybe that maybe that is the key. Not so much. Well, we may see here late tomorrow and tomorrow. The the, uh, the 18 ZGFS here where you've got this high up in uh, northeast New York actually shows a little bit of snow aloft in southern New Jersey overnight. Got the main push. It really, it's it's amazing how you have this ra- this major storm that 24 hours ago was was crushing uh, or just about finishing it in, uh, in Colorado and Wyoming. And, and you're left with this. 24 hours later, and then go out another 12 hours, and you're left with this, where you've got some scattered, got some rain in North Carolina, Southern Virginia, North Carolina, into Northern Georgia, uh, and even a few heavier downpours. I did not get my umbrella. Um, Also, but you also have some snow uh, tomorrow morning showing up in Western New York and Western PA. Actually, the GFS even brings in a little bit of snow during the afternoon on Tuesday, uh, and then it comes back again early Wednesday morning. But, Joe, it's, it's really scattered and very last one, of course. And, you know, you've got this much stronger low. Uh, this is the GFS's presentation of the radar. Uh, so you see on Wednesday how it develops what looks like a line of storms uh, down from Arkansas into uh, to about Houston, from, say, Little, Little Rock to about Houston. Storms in northern Mississippi Wednesday night and kind of salvages a line for later Thursday that moves into the southeast. The surface low goes into southern Ohio. We get into some rain. Now you start to see that colder air. Friday morning, the northern flank changes over to some snow. Um, you see it there in the Hudson Valley, a, north, a small portion of northeast Pennsylvania, uh, and into Connecticut. And then it changes just about everywhere, even down on the coast during Friday morning uh, before the low. Now, the low, that little wave is going to strengthen, Joe, but it's going to probably do it when it's well southeast of Cape Cod. Uh, there's another, you know, the isobars kind of get stretched right. out. So there's another low off the Delaware coast. And, you know, that kind of pulls away to the northeast. Why don't you get the European up? Because this will be one of the last times we'll probably get to use it in a case like this. So why don't you get the European up? I'll uh, I'll put this, the, uh, I'll flip, I'll flip a swish, as um, uh, Ricky Ricardo would say. <laughs> uh, I'll flip a swish and uh, you can... Uh, you can go ahead and let's take a look and see if the European is giving us any clues with respect to uh, uh, the, the two systems that we're dealing with. And what you'd like to see, of course, is the uh, the uh, intermediate, the, the 18Z, which which we are bringing up right now. Right. Hang on. Oh, damn. What's the matter? Joe? We for, we forgot we're on daylight saving time. Oh, it's an and the, uh, the intermediate. <laughs> now you know why now we the, don't we, like we, daylight saving time. The eighteen Z is out, but it's out only to sixty hours, so that's not going to do any good. Well, it'll take you. What's going to happen? All right, but it'll take you the end of the week. But it'll take you through the first one for Tuesday and Tuesday night into early okay. Wednesday. So take a look right, at that. So, all right. All right. So hang on. <laughs> Just a moment. Just a moment, please. Yeah, I hate I hate daylight saving. As it turns out, Joe, you were you were hoping last week about daylight saving time. Um, 
being abolished and that the Georgia uh, politicos were going to go with Eastern Standard Time year round. But it's quite the opposite. It, it, I believe uh, from what I was able to see, they, they're all in favor of year long daylight saving time. Yeah, I, you know, it would help us all. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, 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 all right, so I, I'll just have to get it, just live with it. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Go to the Northeast. We want the Northeast. And, uh, boom, boom, boom. wait a minute. Why do they keep going? Why does it keep going back to United States? I keep going to Northeast. Northeast. There you go. Da da. This is 66 hours on your screen right now. This is for 12Z Thursday. And notice, if you will, uh, 12Z Thursday, where the 540 line happens to be, all the way up near Burlington, Vermont, which is not going to do any of us any good if you want snow. However, if we weren't on daylight saving time and if we had a chance to look ahead, well, actually, uh, in the coming minutes, hopefully we'll be able to get into Friday and get a better picture. But the assumption is that this cold air is going to push rapidly southward Thursday night and Friday morning, while all of this moisture associated with the storm comes on by to our south and moves off to the north and east. We can look, take a look at the system for tomorrow. Um, and you can see just how it shrivels up. The green that you see here in the Ohio Valley, this is as of um, 8 o'clock this evening. And you could see that it doesn't look it doesn't look fantastic, but somewhat formidable. But look what happens in the hours to come. Here we go to 2 a.m. Here's 8 a.m. tomorrow. What happened? It's like falling apart right before your eyes. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Here's 8 p.m. tomorrow night. We're being we're not even being grazed by anything more than uh, 0.01 inch, a hundredth of an inch of moisture. And then as we continue it tries it's fighting with that new system trying to take uh, shape along the mid-atlantic coast to up uh, some moisture but doesn't look like it's going to be doing very much of anything so looks like joe you maybe you're right maybe all of our hopes for uh getting to that 1.4 inch mark in central park will be with the system at the end of the week let me see let me hit update here whoops here we go doo -doo -doo. Northeast, we're up to 72 hours. 72 hours, and you, you can see the 540 is still well to the north. This is as of 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday, and here's our system with all of this moisture, all of this rain, some rather significant rainfall over in uh, western and uh, south-central Pennsylvania, cutting across central Maryland and down into the uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. And uh, that's where we stand right now, Joe, with the uh, European 72 hours on the 18Z run. And uh, we'll see, maybe in another few minutes, uh, we'll have Friday morning and we'll see just how far that uh, 540, which, as we've mentioned on many times before, is the general delineation line for rain versus snow. And we'll see where that is by Friday morning. All right. So you, you, you stay in charge of the European. In the meantime, we have to solve a Cara Cara crisis for Jimmy One Three Two. And let me just tell you, when if you're going to buy the Cara Cara oranges, you want to get 
get the ones that are of size because I made the mistake of buying a, a bag of small ones and they were soft and they just really didn't taste good. You want them, you know, you want to get the big ones. If you have, if you see them loose, uh, buy them loose. You know, it may cost you a little extra money, but you know what? You get to pick the oranges you want and you make sure you get a good, large, firm orange. I have never, ever had a, a picked a bad carrot, gotten a bad carrot, carrot orange that way. So just a, a little bit of produce advice when you uh, go out shopping. And uh, by the way, one of my, the one of my daughter-in-law I mentioned about a week ago, an eight-pound bag. And most of those caracara oranges in the eight-pound bag, Joe, are about the size of baseballs. That's, that's a pretty good size. Pretty large size. I yeah, think. I usually go. For I don't know if they come any larger. No, but, the, uh, the loose ones, when uh, I usually get them loose, Joe, they're the size of, they're, 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 they're like softballs. They're, 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 uh, they're, they're big. Uh, wow. Yeah. So you can get them big. They, they are, they are a delicious experience. So let us, you know, let us make sure that we're all on the same Cara Cara page when it comes to the Cara Cara orange. So how far is the European out now? We would not be doing this. Still out this only to 78 hours. Se All right. So we only got two frames left. But look, it's no. even at 78 hours is what? Now that's, um, what is that? Uh, uh, the evening? That's Thursday evening? That's uh, 8 o'clock on Thursday. 8 o'clock Thursday evening. Yeah. That 540 has. There's the 540 up here. Yeah. Hasn't really pushed very far south, has it? No, but it'll be sometime between. 8, 8 p.m. on Thursday and 8 a.m. on Friday. So these next two frames will be the one that tell the tale. Thankfully, uh, that would mean, um, well, we, it, this goes out, the, the 18Z goes out to 90 hours. So we should certainly encompass Friday morning. Let's, let's hit the update button. Do we got anything here? Now we're up to 84 hours. So that we're, we're at the penultimate um frame this is for 2 a.m on friday morning and now here comes the 540 the 540 looks like it's diving south and east and but it looks like we're in the main batch the main batch of of uh, heavy precipitation with this system so again this this next this next one the 90 hour the last one available to us maybe we'll tell the story um my assumption would be uh based on what we saw on the GFS, that maybe by Friday morning, uh, the, the European may actually have this 540 up in the Albany area on this run, maybe plunging southward into our area. And who knows, maybe there'll be uh, uh, still still some uh, copious moisture for the cold air to work with. Well, part yeah. of that, that yeah. wave is going to hang back. So that, I mean, you, got, you, you still got precip that shows up all the way back into Ohio. So it's kind of telling you that part of the wave is going to try to hang back there. Right, right. So we still got a little ways to go. One more, one more uh, one, frame. One more magic and, uh, frame. I would assume it's going to be coming our way in the next minute or two. One more magic frame. Yes. Which, of course, we wouldn't have to wait for if we weren't on daylight time. Ah, oh, dear me! You know, it, uh, I, there, I, there's a uh, there's a bill apparently. There's like 15, 15 senators I saw today, uh, both Republican and Democratic, that are pushing to try to. And what are they calling it now? They, they're trying to put a new spin on the term daylight saving time, um, 
they're trying to make it so that uh, daylight saving time will be. I, I'm, I'm not sure who the senators are in particular, but again, it's it's comprised. It's a it's a bipartisan bill, and uh, comprised of Democrats and Republicans. But that doesn't make any difference because, you know, if you're a politician, what the hell do you know about science? If you knew anything about science, you knew that daylight saving time really doesn't do very much. I'll tell uh, you. I'll tell you what it's done in terms of a beneficial. I'll tell you what it's done for me. Uh, well, uh, I'm back to. Uh, I'm back to sunrises now at because I'm at I'm in in uh, north, where I am in northern Georgia, uh, latitude longitude wise I am about seven degrees west of New York City, so my sunrise is I don't know to this morning it was still pitch black outside at eight o'clock, so <laughs> I mean I'm getting sunsets now a little after seven, right. but. Right. Uh, you know, I was finally happy that I'm I've seeing never, this. I've never understood it. I, I've never understood why Atlanta, Georgia, and Georgia itself is on Eastern time. They are so far back west. They really should be on Central time. But uh, that's that's one of the drawbacks of uh, being where you are, Joe. I mean, they uh, they they just want to have it on Eastern time, and you get those late sunset uh, sunrises in the morning during the winter season. Yeah, no, it's it's annoying. To, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me. Um, people always, you know, I don't know how they, they were used to it here because they live here year round. It's always been this way. Uh, but I remember, you know, we had that many, many years ago when they brought daylight uh, saving time uh, so early and people were complaining because their kids were going to school and it was dark until 830 in the morning. Well, guess what? That's kind of how it is here. And they start school here usually even before eight o'clock. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, let's give it one more shot for the ninety, uh, the ninety hour. Now, the, now the new, the new, the ninety hour, the ninety hour is up now. The uh, but, but just but before, just to close out on daylight saving time, I just want to point one thing out. Here is the state of Michigan. This is the lower peninsula. This is the upper peninsula. Over here, right here, is a town by the name of Enskanaba, Michigan. The entire state of Michigan is on Eastern time. Would you believe this? That here's in Scanaba, Michigan. Here's Chicago. Chicago, for God's sake, is on central time. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't even done the calculation or whatever. But can you imagine how late the sun will rise in Enskanaba if they go on year-round daylight saving time in the winter? It has to be rising like after 9 o'clock in the morning. And that also means in the summertime, that uh, the the sun probably doesn't set until like after ten o'clock in the evening. Yep. it's really must be wacky if you live up here. And it's going to get even whack, and it's going to get even wackier for these poor people in this part of the country if we go on a year-round daylight saving time uh, spree. Now, ninety hours, seven a.m. on Friday morning. Look, the five forty has now progressed all the way down to um, central uh, Westchester County, according to the European. But as you pointed out, Joe. The uh, storm, here it is, right here, is pulling away rapidly now off to the north and east. So just as the cold air is, arising, is, is arriving here, that apparently is going to be about the same time that uh, the uh, nice moist air, the, the, the uh, precipitation shield, is going to be departing. Let's, let me just jump from back here. This is 2 a.m. on Friday. This is 8 a.m. on Friday. So you can see the, the 540, the cold air really drops quickly southward, but it, in the same manner, 
the uh, moisture is rapidly retreating now off to the north and east. Now, this could change. Maybe, just maybe, in future runs, the low will be maybe a little closer. The cold air will be a little bit more robust and push further southward. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to see how this all pans out. But that's, that's for the end of the week, late Thursday night and Friday. And in the meantime, we'll just offer up another novena to Sister Charles Edwards. And it also looks like it's going to get rather windy. What's that? <laughs> Let's offer up another. No, I was going to say it's going to get rather blustery, it looks like, on Friday. Friday or something. Yeah, Sister Charles Edwards, um, she, may not she may not be in line with this, so hopefully she'll, uh, she'll come through <laughs> with regards to uh, uh, Friday. Robert... Uh, uh, Robert Brown was asking, you know, saying that, you know, maybe you should you should uh, just call over to the convent and have, have them pull some strings. Doesn't quite work that way, Robert. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Joe and I are kidding around uh, with, 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 with all of this. We had, you know, we had our wonderful Catholic school experiences uh, when uh, when we were growing up. Um, so but it was all good, though. At the end of the day, it, we, we, we didn't, uh, you know. We didn't wind up behind bars somehow. So they must have done something right. My question would be, if the nuns, back when we were, you know, going to Catholic school, could the nuns do now what they used to do to us 50 years ago without invoking a lawsuit of some sort? Oh, they don't, yeah, no, no. Some of the parents. That's, whole, that's what I would like to know. It's a whole different, it's a totally different world. It's not even a conversation we should be having, so let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, by the way, because um, I, I know it was the subject of conversation on the chat board, so I just wanted to kind of mention, you know, uh, uh, the conversation was was on the uh, COVID vaccine, uh, whether to get it or not to get it. You know, my own personal f feeling on this is, you know, that getting a vaccine is a personal decision. So I think you, you know, you should, that's something that you discuss with your doctor and you decide uh, whether you want to have, take the, get the vaccine or not. You got vaccinated today. Uh, very good. And uh, so did Mrs. Rayo, correct? Yes, indeed. Okay. So yes, indeed. I'll tell you what happened with me. Yes, indeed. We both did. So I'll tell you what happened with me today. So um, starting today uh, the, in the state of Georgia, they lowered the eligibility age to 55. They actually announced that back last Wednesday, but you, you could not make appointments being under 55 uh, until today. Now, we could get into a conversation about, well, why couldn't you just make the appointments? They should be able to make the appointments since if you're making an appointment for two weeks from now or three weeks from now, uh, you're, you know, it changes, but no, the, the way the system works. So last night, uh, you know, after midnight, I was playing around on, on a couple of the websites, nothing. Then this morning, I uh, went on a couple of websites, and it was very hard to find a link to actually make a, a, an appointment. I got very jolly. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not tech stupid. You know, I can kind of maneuver my way around. I just got so frustrated after two hours. So this is what I did. Believe it or not, so I went down to um, the Union County Health Department, which is right near, it's not too far from me. I drove up, I went in, uh, and I said, uh, you know, and there's a sign outside that says you have to make your appointment, you know, here's the website. 
So I walk in and the receptionist was there and, and I said, oh, I, I just wanted, you know, I'm new in town. I just was wondering, you know, do I have to go, uh, can I make an appointment to, it says no walk-ins, can I make an appointment uh, for a vaccine here with you? And she said, oh, sure, what do you, what, you know, she says, let me, let me see what's available. And, you know, two seconds later, she says, how's Wednesday at 1140 sound? And I was like, okay, sure, why not? It's great, done. <laughs> Done. So kinda it was, like, it, it was like making an appointment at the barber. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, in another couple in another couple of weeks, there's just going to be an absolute glut of vaccine available. So uh, it'll be a lot easier to get, you know, to, to book an appointment and, and to and, and to be able to get it. But that was just that simple. So I'm getting the I don't know what uh, which one did you get? Uh, the Moderna, or the Pfizer or the Johnson and Johnson? Moderna. You got Moderna. Moderna, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm getting the uh, uh, the Pfizer, and uh, there is uh, actually the the uh, CVSs here uh, are getting the Johnson and Johnson single shot uh, in in the next week. But there's only a handful of CVS locations in the whole state that are actually doing vaccines. Uh, but uh, I, the way Joe, look, the way I look at it is. I weighed the risks in my mind and the risks of getting the uh, not getting the shot to me far outweigh the risks of getting it. There's a risk in taking a Tylenol. Okay. You take a risk when you cross the street if the light is red versus green. And in some neighborhoods, you take a risk when you cross the street even when the light is green. So, kind of the way I look at it is. You know, Correct. here is, you know, the risks are here if I take it. The risks are here if I don't take it. I think the, the for me, it, the risks of not taking it are, are not taking the vaccine are, 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 far, is, are worse than, than taking it. So we'll find out whether I suddenly start talking like Bill Gates or not. And, you know, I'll let you know how the chip feels when it goes in. And all the other nonsense that uh, that's flying around. By the way, here's what here's what JJ thinks. Let me see if I can. He slept through the whole show. I want you to know. But there he is. JJ is out. We walked five. If you get those big thunderstorms in a couple of days, though, maybe he's not going to be so. Well, you know no, what? Maybe My... he might. Uh... He might uh, react to them. Yeah, my uh, my Cody, my my Springer Spaniel Cody, he uh, he was odd because he actually loved thunderstorms. He used to go outside during thunderstorms and run toward the lightning and bark at the lightning as if to say, "Okay, you don't belong here. You need to go away." So I'm I, I, that thought crossed my mind too. I'm going to be curious to see what JJ does when uh, when he hears the thunder and sees the lightning. Whether he'll react the same way, because there's they're both. This dog is very much like my Cody was in a lot of ways. It's almost scary. I think you know, did Cody come back? <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, he got. He and I walked over five Who miles knows? today, so he's exhausted. No, I wasn't going to be walking at all. I was. We had like temperatures that were struggling this morning just to get out above 30 and uh, still a bit of a wind. John, I don't know what it is all of a sudden. The last uh, three or four days here, 
we've had quite a bit of wind. We've had a couple of wind advisories, and it looks like now, regardless of whether we get rain, snow, or whatever on Friday, I think it looks like toward the end of the week, the wind machine is going to be, get turned on once again. It's been a very windy late winter. Here. Yeah, but, but at, least with, at least with the second system, there'll be a fair amount of rain. So we won't have to deal with red flag warnings and, and brush fires, at least for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, these dew points today were just, just ridiculous to see, you know, below zero dew points. That just doesn't happen very often. But every once in a while in March, it does. And you get these Correct. situations going in the spring where it gets, you know, Arizona dry. And uh, we've already seen, you know, we saw a big brush fire yesterday in New Jersey, uh, in Ocean County, uh, near the Garden State Parkway. Um, so... It's it's quite possible that that could, that's going to you know we're going to have a setup along the way in the next month or two where we're going to have some brush fire issues. So that's just uh, that's just part of living up here in the spring. Ready to run through a quick round of Briller Jeopardy? We'll be waving our red flags. Yes. So let's run through Briller sure. Jeopardy. Um, hang on a second. I don't know if you, I, you know, I mentioned this to you yesterday, Joe, and I, a few people have gotten it. Uh, this Facebook update that they did is, um, is, is horrible. I mean, it's just awful. Um, uh, navigating it, you know, I was used to the, you know, when they switch things, you get kind of, this is like, this is really impossible. I'm having such a difficult time. I have to, so basically what they did was. Well, I tell you, go ahead, I I'm tell sorry. you, I mean, I, I, you go. I'm. I'm, I'm only getting I'm only getting used to I'm only getting used to the new quote unquote version that we've had for the last couple of months. And now you're telling me they're going to change it again. It's, well, so so what what they what, did what the was on that. So what they did was your your weather page profile, Joe Rayo weather. OK, is now going to be treated like almost right. a, it's treated almost as a, a completely separate profile from your personal page so you have to toggle you have to switch back and forth between one and the other and it's a real pain in the neck because i've got stuff that's tied to the weather page i've got stuff that's tied to my personal page and and, and of course it's all buggy so um sharing buttons aren't working uh posting on other pages isn't working it's just it's just it's just crazy. It, it just is crazy. All right, so here we go. You ready? Uh, this is from uh, the chairman. Yes, left, sir. Left this for me, and uh, we're not a fan. So uh, here is uh, the here are the questions for today. Question one: In the episode where each cast member was shown dreaming, who woke up Colonel Potter? Okay, you're gonna have to say that question again, Joe, because unfortunately. I guess we're losing yeah, the audio the quality, is and I'm buffering here. Okay, let me try it again. Uh, in the episode where cast member, each maybe we should try this. Want to do it tomorrow? Let's let's try this tomorrow. Okay, because we are we are starting again. To get we're some starting issues. to wobble. Okay, <laughs> so all right. Um, let me just uh, let's uh, let, let me let me just very quickly uh, say that uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show uh, brought to you. Well, that was weird. Uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show uh, brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 
756-1125. The website is omnitruevalue.com, and they've got mulch and topsoil and gravel and everything you need uh, to uh, get your yard in order for the new spring season, should we ever get rid of all this cold air. And also brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini. Uh, at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst. Let me just fix that frame there so you can get a good shot of the website. Uh, there at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, 631-957-506. They are your holiday lighting specialists, meeting all your decorating needs. And the website is liholidaylighting.com. So uh, I guess we'll be back tomorrow at 7.30. Okay. 7.30 tomorrow night, we'll be here, and we'll, uh, we'll see how much, I think, tomorrow night of the, uh, of the impending snow event that comes our way. But uh, you may be right, it may be more Friday than Tuesday if 